Well, hey there, thanks so much for tuning in for this week's message. We are so excited about what Jesus just did at OS this week. So wherever you're joining us from, I encourage you to sit back, relax, and plug into what God's got for you. Let's get to it. We got people spread out tonight, y'all just wide. It's fun. I like it. So how did it, how's everybody's week? It was good? Did it suck? Anybody have a sucky week? Anybody? No? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I don't know why yours was. I was uh, at the beach, so it was amazing. Um, now, listen, I miss you guys. Who went to the pool party last week? Anybody? A few of you? Was it, was it good? Was it dope? It was fun? All right, cool, cool. Listen, if this is your first time here, maybe like your second or third time, I just want to explain kind of what's happening. Um, there's some people handing out some things to you right now. Well, uh, we're going to use them tonight. Uh, so don't throw them away. Uh, you, can, you can write on those. You can uh, take notes on your phone. But what we believe is that note takers are history makers. Um, and I'm super excited about what's happening here tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about studying the Bible. Uh, we're going to be diving into the first part of a workshop, first of four parts um, of a workshop about studying the Bible. And I'm super excited about it. Um, I hope you are as well. Um, so as soon as these guys, these guys are done, uh, we'll rock and roll right in it. Oh, second row, you guys are, like, people are leaving you. Gosh. anything while it's fresh in your mind. Thank you. No problem. I got you, babe. Louder. So, okay. Yeah. I'll make a way back up here. Hold on. Yeah. Is anybody excited about this workshop? Me. I am for sure. And also, I know Justin, well, in our huddle earlier, Justin mentioned that um, in a couple weeks, we're going to have a few people on platform to talk about how they study the Bible and what that looks like. So you're going to get a whole bunch of perspectives, yeah, which will be really good. Because so so the workshop uh, workshop workshop check that out workshop. workshop reading the Bible workshop. Wow, why can't I say the <laughs> word workshop? I'm not sure what's happening. Uh, nope. <laughs> may, maybe it's because I did. I'm, I'm I don't know what's going on. But uh, let me pause and say, if you are new around here, my name is Justin. Yes. This is my wife Emily. We're the student pastors here at World Outreach. Um, what we call outreach students and or outreach OS North. and outreach north. We got any outreach north peeps in the house? And hey, one right here. Let's go. Uh, but um, we have an amazing team of adult leaders that are in the room that that are uh, help lead this thing that we call OS. Um, it's not just Emily and I, but man, it's it's so many other people that uh, the collective as well that puts in mm-hmm. time, energy. Uh, and man, just to make this thing go. So I want to shout out them also. So again, if you're new around here, uh, see one of the leaders before you leave. Uh, we're going to be going back into some small groups in the month of September. Uh, we'll be doing those just a, a little while in the fall, and then we'll see what happens from there around the, the first part of the year. But uh, this is Reading Your Bible Workshop. 
Um, so we're just going to talk through a couple different things. And the reason that we're doing this workshop is a lot of you guys have asked questions about the Bible. So I, I hope that you feel, if you've been here before, I hope that you feel that we put an emphasis on reading the Bible and the Bible. Um, and that's because it's the inspired word of God. We believe that everything that is in that book is for us here today. It shows us uh, uh, more about the character of God. It shows us um, so how to live our lives, and we're going to dive into some of that tonight. But um, I put that emphasis on it, and people were asking, well, listen, and asking small group leaders, like, that's great, but I've never read the Bible. It's a little bit intimidating to me. And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you've never picked up the Bible. Listen, I don't want to shame you. I don't, th that's okay. But what I want you to do is walking away from this workshop that we start tonight to be excited about reading the Bible and getting it on the inside of you. Because I promise you that if you start to read that thing for what it is, which is God's word, it's a love letter to humanity, to me and to you, it will start to radically change your life. I promise you that the answers that, to questions that you are asking are in there. I promise you that they are. Just get in there and read it. Um, so yeah. go ahead. Yeah. That's really good. Today is going to be more of an intro into a couple things, why we read the Bible, why it's important, um, and then kind of just covering, like, what is it? Like, there's an Old Testament and New Testament. What does that mean? Who wrote these books? Why do we believe it? Like, just those sort of things. Um, because I feel like, well, I don't know everybody's story in here, but I did not grow up in church. So I didn't grow up hearing Bible stories and that sort of thing. I kind of started later. So even now, like I'll look at Justin and be like, what is this whole like Goliath thing? Like, I think I just figured that whole thing out a couple years ago, like stories that they teach in kids church. So if that's you and this is just, or even I know a lot of you have grown up in church too, but hopefully there's like some tools and practical things that'll, you know, That'll help us all. So yeah, for sure. So we're going to start with the why, but before we get to the why, can we just talk about um, Emily bought me some new shoes this week when we're on vacation. Can we just give special mention to the fair gods tonight? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm really excited about them. I, I, I looked down and I was like, oh, Roger will like these. You know, it's okay. I got, hey, did you, did you wear your new ones tonight, Rog? Come here, bring them, come here. <laughs> we're just gonna take. We're just taking a commercial break. We're kind of we're gonna uh, sponsored by Nike here tonight. No, just kidding. But um, look at those. What we're, are these? We're big, what uh, are they? Oh, they're Asics. The dad shoe. Let's go. Let's hey. go. <laughs> uh, thanks, Raj. Love I you, love buddy. It. Oh shoot. Uh, I am a sneakerhead. I love shoes. Uh, my Venmo is Justin.Conley. Uh, if you want to send me some money, I will be glad to spend that money on a pair of sneakers. Amen. Um, yeah. Bought on a youth buzzer budget. Amen. Uh, but no, let's, let's get back into why we're here tonight. The why. Um, why do we read the Bible? Yeah. So we talk a lot about this, but um, one, it's God's communication with us. And we talk a lot about hearing what God has to say and hearing him give us directions for our life, and I have never heard the audible voice of God. That would be so cool. I don't know what I would do if that happened, but when I hear the voice of God, typically it's because I know who he is because I read his word, and so I can feel the urging of the Holy Spirit direct me in one direction or another, but knowing his voice and knowing the Spirit only comes by knowing who he is, which comes from the word of God. And she just said, one direction or the other, and I, and I want to pause and talk about One Direction for a second. Any One Direction <laughs> fans in the house? Yeah, like four of you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you are saved, fan. amen? No. 
Uh, but Kylie over here, Kylie Duncan, who was on platform, um, first time on platform with the collective, right? Give it up for Kylie. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kylie is a One Direction fanatic. Um, to say the people that know are laughing because it's real, yeah. right? Like um, she has a fan page that I've never seen. She won't tell us what it's called. And if you know, come find us after. If you know what it is, I will give you $10 to tell me or show me this page. Now, she has been a One Direction fan for 10 years now. Now, uh, uh, One Direction, I, I, can, I could not tell you, just, I'm just going to be honest, I could not tell you one One Direction song. I just can't. I'm really sorry. I know that you're really disappointed in me right now, Kylie, as your student pastor, but I don't know, okay? It's just not music that I listen to. Maybe I would if somebody played it. Besides the point, she has been a One Direction fanatic for 10 years. Have you ever had a conversation with any of them, like, that are in the group? Um, nope. I, I, um, so <laughs> <laughs> I said the story time with Kylie. Wow, with Niall. No, no, who he is, but apparently that's a big deal. The way some of y'all looking and going, oh my gosh, it's so cute. His so, muscles are so yeah. big. I don't know. So I don't know if they're big or not. One conversation. One conversation. But yeah. check this out. In check 10 this years. out. Hold on. One conversation in 10 years. Not reading your Bible is like saying you have a relationship with God and only having one conversation in 10 years with Him. Yeah. Right? It's not that deep of a relationship. Now, now, now check this out. It was a memorable moment that you DM'd him on Twitter, yeah. he DM'd you, whatever that was, right? And I can promise you that maybe you showed up to OS or maybe another youth group or maybe a big church service and you had an encounter with God, but you left it right there. Now, that's a memorable conversation that you had with the creator of the universe, yeah. but if you're not going to be in his word and read his Bible, it's the same thing as One Direction. I never in a million years thought I would use One Direction. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same concept. Mm -hmm. We true. want so bad. I said this a couple weeks ago. So bad we want God to speak to us. I've never had. I, I, listen, November 30th of 1997, some of y'all weren't even born. Most of you probably weren't <laughs> even born yet. But what was when I met Jesus for the very first time. I have never heard the audible voice of God. But I can promise you that there's a still small voice that's in my spirit that every time that I need something, he takes me to his word, to the Bible, right. what we're talking about, and that's how he's speaking to me. That's part of yeah. the communication with God. Yeah, and reading the Bible, too, is the start of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think sometimes, yeah. okay, so Justin and I dated for several years, and in my mind, I feel like I thought, oh, if we just get to the point where we get married, like, we've made it, that's the end. But what I realized is that your wedding day is the beginning of our relationship. Right. I mean, of our, of our in-depth relationship. It started when we got married. Yeah. So in the same way, um, getting in the habit of reading, a Bible, of reading the Bible isn't the end goal. That's right. where you want to start. Right. Like, if you can get that habit down now and get in a routine of doing that, then you're setting yourself up for such a crazy adventure that goes on for the rest of your life. Right. So it's the starting point. It's not the end goal. Yeah. Um, so some reasons you can, you can write that down because it's good because that is definitely it it's not the beginning or it's not the end mm -hmm. but it's the beginning of that relationship is is reading your bible and again th listen i'm yeah. going to be completely honest with you i didn't read my bible until i was a sophomore in high school like 97 i wasn't a sophomore in high school you might think i'm that old, old but i'm not that old okay <laughs> uh i was nine all right 
do the math on how old I am. 31, you're welcome. So, so from the time I was nine until my sophomore year of high school, until I was 16 years old, I didn't pick up the Bible. Now, I could quote you Bible left and right. I could do that because, man, my parents literally made me go to church three times a week. Now, I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, all those kind of things. But, man, it was just, like, drilled into me. Like, I was quizzed. Like, we get in a car uh, after church on Sunday morning, and Mom's like, what'd you learn today? I already talked to your teacher. I know the lesson. You know, no. But it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. But it was. I mean, like, listen, that's just how my parents, and I'm thankful for that. I, I really am. But, again, that conversation that I was having with God wasn't, for six more, seven more years. Mm-hmm. And then when I started reading that thing, when I started, uh, when I started opening it up and saying, okay, God, what are you saying to me? Not what can I quote to somebody else because I know the Bible and I want you to think that I'm cool. Just being honest, right? Yep. It, it is, what do you have for me? And I started to read it and I started to go, oh crap, <laughs> I got to change some things in my life. Oh, oh, I should, I should actually be a good human? That's, an, that's a novel thought. Um, you know, and I started learning more about the character of God and who God is and the way that he looks at humanity. And then I just automatically, man, I wanted to start to be more like him. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a decision. I have to wake up every day, die to myself, right? That's, that's another, another uh, message in itself. But man, I just wanted to be more like him when I knew who he was. Right. Not from a distance, not from the sea, not from in, in kids' church, but when I started to know him for who he was, mm-hmm. when I started to have that intimate relationship and those conversations with him, man, it, it radically changed my life. So write this down. Reading the Bible shows us God's character. It helps us discover our next steps. So I have a lot of people say, hey, what should I do with my life? Anybody been there? Mm-hmm. Bunch of seniors that just graduated. Maybe you figured your life out, but I remember. I was like, I don't even know. But then I'm a pastor. Maybe, maybe that's the reason. Anyways, but it shows us our next step. Mm-hmm. You want to know what your next step is? Read that thing. It'll start to, it's a, it's a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now, multiple different ways we can take that text. But I'm just saying, you want to know your next step? Read it. It's there. Read the Bible to know what it actually says. I hear more people misquote scripture. Scripture is the Bible. Again, maybe you're new around here, maybe you're new to church. If I say some churchy word like, uh, you know, scripture, and you don't know what that means, listen, just ask the question. Ask one of the adult leaders in the room. We don't care to answer that for you because I want you to understand it. But You have to know what the Bible says. You want to be more like Jesus? You want to be more like the creator of the universe? Know what the Bible says. If it's in there, we believe it. Don't misquote it. Mm -hmm. I said this a couple weeks too. You don't get to decide what God said. I know like a lot of times we we want to feel like it's okay to do something. Read the Bible. It'll tell you. Promise. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Um, A couple other things the Bible reveals. Um, It reveals things about us, like if you want to know who you are, read the Bible. He'll tell you. Um, History, uh, God's commands and instructions, and then also, I love this one, but insights into the promises of God. Um, Because we talk a lot about how God has a plan for every single one of us, um, and that there's certain promises that he's given us, but if we don't know what those are, we're going to miss them. 
So reading the word, knowing what, knowing what those promises are is so super important. Um, and Justin said something that, that made me think of this too, how it's important for, yourself, for you yourself to get into the word. Um, it's not enough to come to one church service a week. Now, we love OS. We want you to be here every single Sunday night. We think it's awesome. We love big church. All of that is super important. There's a reason why the church exists. Um, but if your only experience reading God's word is coming once a week, your soul is never going to be satisfied. You're always going to be reaching for something else to satisfy it because that one time, that one hour is not going to be enough for what you were created for. When God made us, he created our souls and our heart to long after him. So if we're not fulfilling that on our own time, we're, we're missing something. Yeah, so there are, I, don't, I can't remember, Mason, maybe it was you and I that was around the X conference we were talking. Um, or if it was somebody else in the room, sorry, I thought you were Mason, I guess. I don't know. But there are 168 hours in a week, right? And if we spend an hour at OS and we think that that's enough to satisfy the the purpose on which we're on this earth, which is to know God and to get as many people on this earth to know him as well, right? If an hour, if we can do that in an hour, like, or we can't do it in an hour, right? Uh, so, so what are we doing with those other hours throughout the week? And again, I'm not going to tell you, man, you need to spend, you know, half of that time in prayer and the word. I, I don't know what that looks like for you, but I do know this, that if you're not reading the Bible, start to get into it, and then you're, gonna, you're not going to want to put it down. Have there been any readers in the house? You ever just pick up a book and you're like, gosh, I can't put this thing down? Mm -hmm. There will be books of the Bible where you are. <laughs> Benny's back there. I don't, she's really excited, right? <laughs> uh, she must be in a good book she of the Bible. I don't know. No, no. But, but now listen, <laughs> full disclosure, there are going to be some books of the Bible you can start reading some of them chapters and then like, you know, so-and-so begot so-and-so and it was the, the lineage stuff. It's important and it's really cool to understand, but it's hard to read, just being honest. But there's so, there's so much more in the Bible that, man, is really good. And we'll get to where to start and all that kind of stuff here in a little bit. But Yeah, no, that's good. Um, and then one more thing tying into the purpose. So we talked about how we're designed to know God and we're designed to, to long after him. Um, one of probably the most common questions that we get from students is that they don't feel like God's talking to them or they don't hear his voice. And most of the time, our first question back is, are you reading the Bible or what are you reading? Um, or what is taking your attention? Because if it's not the word, and again, it's not like we're not expecting you to go home and read for 12 hours every single day. That's not the expectation. Um, I don't think God puts that expectation on us. Now, if you want to, super cool go for it. Um, but that's usually our first question back is, what are you reading? Because nothing else trumps the Word of God. So if, if you're putting something else above the Word, then you're getting, you're hearing something, but it's not God. And I think that's right. something we talk yeah. about a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, I, I want to, I think there's this misconception in student ministry as well. Um, that students are too young to read the Bible. And maybe, maybe you've never felt that, maybe you've never heard that. Um, I have, that, gosh, we're just, like, you know, we're here for a short time, right? I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So, <laughs> hey, 
uh, I'm just going to do my thing, and then when I'm older, I'll, I'll you know, kind of get more serious about it. I'll start reading my Bible. I show up once a week. Isn't that enough? I love it. Keep coming. Don't stop. That's amazing. It's fun. I'm glad you're here. I miss you when you're not, and I genuinely mean that. But again, it's not enough. Again, you're not too young because who you are today and the decisions you make today shape who you are tomorrow, who you are five years from now, who you are 10 years from now. I think yeah. it was Levi Lusco that said one time, um, he said, you know, we always hear, well, they're out there, old people, I don't know, maybe, maybe you've never heard this, but I've heard a lot of older people, older than Roger, old, so they're old. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but a lot of older people, grandparents, well, they're just out there sowing their wild oats, right? Sowing their wild oats. Mm -hmm. And that's just a term for you doing some crazy, stupid stuff, and you just got to go do it. Well, the problem is the Bible, which is truth, says you reap what you sow. And so I don't want you guys to be going out and sowing wild oats and doing these things. Again, you're not too young. I want you to get into the word today so it shapes who you are tomorrow, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, when some of you are student pastors or worship leaders or small group leaders or CEOs or nurses or doctors or uh, trash men. I don't care what you do with your life. But when you, but, but everyone, all of you, I'm sure, especially with 2020 and COVID and all this craziness that's happening in life, you've probably done some life, like self-reflection and decided like, oh gosh, what am I going to do with my life? Has anybody mm -hmm. done that? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you haven't looked and said, wow, when I graduate college, I want to be a bum and live in my mom's basement. I mean, maybe a couple of you have said that. Don't do that, okay? Um, no, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody has done that. You want to be successful in all facets. And I want to just challenge you that to be successful, successful, right, in your relationship with God, it takes work. It takes communication. It takes reading your Bible so that when you graduate college, the person you are then is shaped by the decisions you made today. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I want to pop up this one scripture because I think this is kind of cool. In Jeremiah um, chapter 9, verse 23, 24, um, this is God talking, and he says, this is what the Lord says, don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful boast in their power or the rich boast in their riches. Boast meaning just brag, okay? But to those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am Lord, who demonstrates unfailing love, who brings justice and righteousness to the earth, and that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. Um, the one part of this, I mean, it's all pretty cool, but the fact that he says if you're going to brag about something, brag about knowing me. Like, that's a cool thing to brag about. Like, he makes a point to say, like, it's worth it to read the word and understand who I am. And then he lists these qualities of himself after, which only come from knowing him. So right. just a little plug there, I think, is and, really cool. And, and so reading your Bible shouldn't be an addition to your relationship. It should be the center of it. Yeah. Right? Again, that's communication with God. Right? And that's why I say it should be the center of it. Not the addition, but the center of it. Not just something that you do every once in a while. Mm -hmm. It should be the center of it. Communication with God. So, there, and I know we're going to get into all of this in, in the coming weeks, but I just yeah. want to talk about there's a way to read the Bible, and that's prayerfully. Right? And that's where you sit in front of, and again, we'll get to all of this in, in, in coming weeks, but um, there's a way that you can sit down and you can read the Bible and be praying through that scripture. 
God, reveal to me what you would have me to, re, you know, to see in the scripture. Again, that's why it should be the center of your relationship. Um, do you yeah. have anything to add on that? No, or, I think okay. that's, that's good. So intro to the Bible, right? Here's some, some just facts about the Bible, that kind of stuff, right? So who wrote the Bible? Uh, over 40 authors wrote the 66 books um, of the Bible. Um, six of the books of the Bible, just a cool, cool little nugget for you. Um, six of those books were actually originally three. And then when they uh, translated those, um, because they were on scrolls, they broke them out, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, one and the other first and seconds of something else were one, and the scrolls were just too long, so they broke them out. So it was like just one continuation of book. Just to give you a heads up. Not really a big deal, but that's a free little nugget Fun for fact. you. Um, but yeah, so, so over 40 uh, people were inspired by God to write the, what we know as the 66 books of the Bible. Um, let me get back to my notes here. Um, it was written, the Old Testament, most of it was written in Hebrew. Uh, the New Testament was written in Greek, and you'll need to know these things in the future, um, just in the next, the coming weeks. Uh, actually, here tonight, Emily will explain a little bit more about why we even look at that and what that even means and those kind of things. Um, but just little nuggets for you, Greek and he Hebrew. Um, and some of it was Aramaic, just a couple books of the Bible in the Old Testament were in Aramaic. Um, those 40 authors... Um, and this is what's really cool about the Bible. Um, I've read books that were written by multiple authors before. Um, but one thing about the Bible that's so intriguing to me um, is that those 40 authors were, some of them were kings. And it wasn't like it was just all high-class people or all low-class people that wrote the Bible. Um, it was a mixture of people. So some of them were kings. Um, some of them... Uh, were other parts of royalty, some of them were farmers, uh, shout out to Criola, amen. Uh, some of them were fishermen, tent maker, homeless uh, prophets, there was a doctor, uh, a professional scribe, uh, vocational musicians, pastors. I mean, this thing was written by a bunch of different people in different areas of life, but it's so cool uh, because the Bible was also written in about, the Old Testament was written in about a thousand years. The New Testament was written in about 75 years, right? Um, now, there are some numbers, 50 to 75 for the New Testament. We, could guess, you, we can try to guess on certain other things, but that's just my best guess, best educated guess. About a thousand years Old Testament, 75 for the New Testament. Um, and of those 1,075 years, those 40 people, over 40 people who wrote the Bible, all point back to the same Jesus. It's wild to me. Yeah. Like, people say the Bible is not real. How in the world can a guy from a different part of the world, on three different continents, this Bible, this book was written? Three different continents, right? And, and, and Asia, Africa, and Europe, right, were the three different continents. How in the world? Listen, they didn't have technology. Right now, I can look up anything. Listen, I could look on, I, I could just find about anything with my phone. They couldn't do that. Right? Like, it just wasn't there. But it's amazing to me that now that we've gathered all of this together, well, we didn't do it, but when it was gathered all together, it all pointed back to the same Jesus. Um, context of Scripture is important. Um, and what I mean by that is many people, 
many Christians will take one verse of the Bible and say, this is what God meant. I want you, when you're reading the Bible over the next few weeks, I want you to read it in context, okay? I want you to read the chapter, or even just the little subsection of that chapter and read it in context to know it fully, because that's super important, super important. And it's also super important for you to know these things because when someone else is talking, when I'm up here preaching, I want you to know the, the context, right? Because pastors are famous with that all the time. Jeremiah 29, 11, right? Bang. I can talk about that. You know, what's it say, Caleb? No, on your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb just got it tattooed. Oh, that's Philippians 4, 13. Sorry, wrong one. Um, <laughs> trick whatever. question. Sorry, trick question. He got it right, though. No, but, right. well, okay, so even that one, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens yeah. me, right? That's a great verse. That's wonderful. But if you don't understand that in the context of what God's saying, listen, you, you can take people, people can talk about that and be like, listen, I, no, I'm not going to say that. Like they can take it and say, well, God told me to do this so I can do all things. Yeah. God told me to be the best drug dealer in Jackson County. I'm just saying, people could take it. Now, that's a wild thing, but I'm just telling you that people will take the Bible and misconstrue it all the time. Know the context in which it was written. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I'm going to pop this up here. So he was talking about the different people that wrote the books, and one little nugget I think is super cool is you can see different personalities and styles um, because God used humans to write the Bible. So for example, there's um, like the fish, fishermen or farmers who have poor grammar than others. Like you can see that in scripture, which is kind of fun. And then Paul just used like all these crazy long complex sentences because he was this educated person. And so it's kind of fun to see that like God uses us um, exactly the way that we are, right. um, which is cool. And then I wanted to, I think we have the scripture, but Second Timothy 3.16, um, that all scripture is breathed out by God. So even though um, we're talking about these um, scholars and kings and these disciples and all these people that actually wrote the book, every single word is, was specifically chosen, um, and God was able to use all, all of those people to send out his message. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's try one, we're gonna just intro it kind of tonight, but, because um, we're running kind of short on time, but um, on your piece of paper there, I think it's Jeremiah 1, right? Four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I want you to look at that, um, and then Emily's gonna kind of break it down as we're going through it. Um, just to show you one of the many ways that you can study the Bible. Yeah. Um, and again, this is one of many next week. We're going to go in depth with the way Emily studies the Bible, the way I study the Bible, just personally and different differences in that because it is way different. Uh, maybe you'll relate way more to Emily. Maybe you'll relate to me. I hope you relate way more to Emily than me. Uh, but um, again, we, we've got a panel. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. Yeah. But just to start tonight. Yeah. Uh, we'll 
and I'll add too, if anybody feels overwhelmed by this, you're not alone. Um, and just know that if you have made a decision to follow God, you have the Holy Spirit that will guide you through reading the Word. And so the Holy Spirit will reveal truths to you and will help you understand these things. And we'll talk more about, like, I pray usually before I dive into a scripture just to kind of um, clear my mind and make sure that God, you know, that there's room for God to reveal something to me. Um, but just so you know, like we're here, if you guys are reading ever, it doesn't have to be during this study, but if there's ever a question that you're like, hey, what does this mean? Or what do you think about this? Or we're here for that. You have the church as a whole. Um, you have friends, you have, I mean, there's definitely people who could walk this out with you because I know it can seem kind of overwhelming. Um, okay, this is the fun part. So everybody has Jeremiah chapter one, four through 19. I just picked this as a, um, example that we can kind of run through together. So if I'm reading this, and um, this was a study I did a couple of months ago, so it was kind of fresh in my mind, um, but I thought it'd be a good example. So Jeremiah, if you have a Bible, and if you don't have a Bible and you need one, please talk to us because we can hook you up with one. Um, but at least the Bible that I have, it's not super fancy, um, but it does give you kind of an overview in the beginning of the chapter on who, like what you're about to read, the context, what was happening, what was going on, what had happened in history to lead to this point, and who's the person that you're about to read about. Um, so don't skip over those pages. Like if you're really wanting to understand these, those are, that's a great place to start. Yeah, and I, and I wanna just pause in um, something I should have said earlier, but just something about the Bible. Um, it's really important to understand each book of the Bible. So again, there are 66 books mm -hmm. um, in the Bible, and then each one of those books, not all of them, but had, most of them had um, a unique author uh, for, for that book in particular. But the Bible that we know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, right, um, all the way down through the book of Revelation, are put in order, in chronological order. Like Genesis was the beginning, Revelation is the end, and then it kind of goes in chronological order. An important thing to note about the Bible, and what she said was to understand what happened in history prior to it, is because while they are lined up that way, they necessarily, necessarily were not written in that order. Yeah. Does that make sense? So they were written in maybe a different order, and I don't have the order they were written memorized, so sorry, but um, whenever it was translated, they did put it in to chronological, chronological order so we could understand it better as a timeline of history for us. So that's, yeah. I just wanna make that note. No, that's a good point. So I, when I did the study, I had not read Jeremiah all the way through. I knew the famous verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. Um, so I started at the beginning of this book, and this is what I found just in that first um, kind of intro page in my Bible about Jeremiah. He was an Israelite in Jerusalem. He lived in a small town called Anathoth. Was that right? Okay, cool. God gave him a task to warn Israel about the consequences they were about to face because of their sin. Um, this book is a collection of Jeremiah's writings and sermons, and this takes place around 626 to 562 BC, before Christ. So these are just little things that I'm like, okay, cool. Like now I can picture who this dude is and who we're about to read about. Um, so starting on Jeremiah 1 verse 4, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were set apart, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So in my mind, and this is again, just how my brain works when I'm reading through this. I stop on the word new because 
Um, the Bible app is one of the resources we're going to talk about in a minute, but what is super cool about the Bible app is it will tell you if there's alternate words, if there's different things that you should know about certain um, scriptures or the words that were chosen. It's not comprehensive. Not everything you need to know is listed in the Bible app, but it's a really good place to start. And I noticed that in the Bible app there was an ellipsis on the word new. And so a substitution for the word new is chose. So I highlighted that just so you guys can kind of see where I'm moving on the page. So then if we go back to this and we read, before I formed you in the womb, I chose you. Like, wow, for some reason that hits a little bit deeper for me. Not only did God know me, but he chose me knowing who I was gonna become and what I was gonna do. Um, so that's a pretty cool thing. So pay attention to those, to those little um, bonuses in the app. Um, the next scripture, Alas, sovereign, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak, I'm too young. So we're talking about Jeremiah, who's super young, and he's like, I'm not qualified for what you called me to do. We read in the intro that God was gonna call him to you know, put this study, whatever, like really stand up for what was right and uh, approach them about their sin. And Jeremiah's like, uh, I'm a kid, like I don't think I can do this. And when I read that, I'm like, dang, I say that all the time. God asks me to do stuff all the time that I say I'm not qualified for. So I put that little reflect note there because in my mind, I might, I might jot something down. Like, I feel like God wants me to talk to this person about him, and I don't feel qualified to do that. Like, I may write something out that makes me relate to the scripture. Um, continuing on to verse 7, but the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, de declares the Lord. So again, I might highlight that in my Bible or make a note of it like, okay, this thing that I'm, you know, really stressed about or worried about, God is with me. Like, he's going to walk this out with me. So this, these are little notes that I would be making alongside the scripture. Does this make sense? Does this help at all walking through it a little bit? Okay. So, going on to verse 9. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Um, and I put a little reflect next to this. Um, I had a, I had Googled, like, why did God have to physically touch his mouth? And it was actually a symbolism of him giving him the words to speak. Um, and so that's why I just thought it was interesting that he went as far as touching him because it's God. Like, he could have just given him the words to speak. Um, and so I just made that little note, just something kind of fun bonus that I thought was interesting. Uh, verse 10, see today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and plant. So God's giving Jeremiah um, this great vision and the things that he's about to do. Uh, verse 11, the word of the Lord came to me and said, what do you see, Jeremiah? So God's asking Jeremiah this question. This part's fun. I was gonna say this is this is this my favorite is part. So good. This is how this, I get down like crazy rabbit holes when I read. But but, but here's cool. the thing: what what she's about. Have you ever been listening to somebody preach and go, "Oh my gosh, that just blew my mind." That's the those are just revelations that preachers have when they're doing Bible studies. Yeah. Right. It's not a special thing for preachers. I promise. Yeah. Right. It's it's something that God wants you. To, to do too, and this is something that I hope you go, oh my gosh, that's really cool. That, the, when you're doing your Bible study, this is the stuff that God wants to talk to you about. Yeah, super cool. So, verse 11, 
The word of the Lord came to me, what do you see, Jeremiah? Jeremiah replies, I see the branch of an almond tree. So in my mind, we're reading about Jeremiah taking over the city, and I'm like, almond tree seems kind of random. Like, does anybody else feel like what? Like of all things, that's what, it's just a weird question. So I'm like, okay, there has to be something significant to this. Um, so, turns out, the Hebrew translation, so the original language of this part of scripture was in Hebrew, and the word for almond and the word for waiting are almost identical, okay? So keep that in mind, the process of waiting, being in a waiting season. Those words in the original text are almost identical. Um, and then I googled almond trees, like Google is such a great tool, just use it. Almond trees are usually planted first by farmers because they take the longest to grow. They need the most time. The almond trees are planted first, but they're the last thing to bloom. It can take five years to bloom and up to 12 years to reach full capacity. So when you go back to the scripture, God says, what do you see, Jeremiah? He says, I see the branch of an almond tree. What, what we learn in the context that Justin was talking about, you learn as you continue to read the story of Jeremiah. Um, but God gives Jeremiah this prophetic word about this time in his life being a waiting process, um, and also that he makes his promises now, but that it might seem like we're waiting a long time for them to come to pass. And I'm like, whoa, like this came just from the mention of an almond tree. So this is a point I get kind of down like rabbit holes just searching and trying to find original meaning, but I think it's so cool because then I can look at this and be like, cool, God may call um, Morgan to be a worship leader, and she may feel that calling, but it may be several years of waiting and growing and building before she sees it come to pass. Like, there are things in our life, like, I can get that just from that one little line. That's how, like, deep, and that's not even the full context of the scripture. Right. Like, it could be, it could be way deeper than that. Right. Uh, not it's to just overwhelm cool. you, but that's some of the stuff that you can learn, right? So, yeah. Or you've heard, like, the preachers love to say it, like, um, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called, right? Like, we say that, that's a fun little tagline to say, but when we break that down, we look at it in context, we look at what God's talking to Jeremiah here about, and he says, almond tree, yes, God will not call the equipped. Lord, when God called me to, to be a preacher, dude, it was bad. I, it was bad. I, I failed speech class. Like, it was bad, right? Now they can't get me to shut up, but, you know, uh, but, but God called me and then equipped multiple years. I had this conversation with a student not long ago. They're like, hey, well, God's called me to do this. I'm like, well, that's great, but don't be seeking platform because that looks fun. We need to understand something that I serve, and this is not to brag on me. I'm just telling you exactly what God's talking to Jeremiah here. I served for 16 years before I ever got platform. Like, that's not saying anything to me. Listen, I hated every second of it. I can just be honest with you. Gosh, I didn't have a position, and man, I wanted it so bad, but God said, I want, I, I've called you. I want you to be prepared when I'm there. The almond tree, yeah. right? The almond tree. Super cool, yeah. Um, and so the Lord says to him, you've seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. So God uh, confirms that Jeremiah saw what was right, um, which again, I just want to make that note that without, and I know we're not studying Jeremiah today, that's not the point of this, 
but just as a little, just as a little bonus, um, without the, the season of waiting and growing like the almond tree, your victory won't come. Because if, if, again, if you think of that almond tree, I remember studying this like so deeply and being like, oh my gosh, what if they would have like plucked the plant out of the ground after two years, they would have missed it. Like, and how many times do we quit something? Because the waiting seems way too long and the victory won't come. So the very last part of this, I think is so cool. Um, when God confirms that what he saw is correct. But God says, for I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. I had to read this over and over again because I'm like, why would God have to watch his own word to see if it's fulfilled, like he's God? It turns out, all through scripture, God makes promises about his promises. Like, I can't even keep a promise to like be at coffee at 9 a.m. But God says, I will do this and I promise that I will do this, and I promise that I will do this. Like he is so good and so thorough that he makes this, and that all comes just that word watching. I remember just reading, and maybe that's something that God can reveal just from praying. Like, God, what do you want me to see from this? And it might have that day when I read it for the first time, it might have been just that one little thing, just that bonus like reminder that God not only makes promises, but he promises that he's gonna keep those promises. That's pretty cool, yeah. And, and so, Maybe you're saying, where do I start? <laughs> like, because yeah. uh, when I picked up the Bible for the first time, I had to look at my youth pastor and say, where do I start? Like, what, uh, do you, I mean, I don't know. Daniel in the lion's den, I know that story, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, again, just some, some kind of just factual information about the Bible to kind of lead into some resources that we're going to talk about here in just a second. But so the old, the, the Bible is split, not only 66 books, but it is split into what we called the Old Testament and the New Testament, which is Old Covenant, New Covenant. And I'm time to go into all of that right now, but just think before Jesus came and after Jesus came, okay? Um, again, there's a lot there, and I hope that we can break it down um, a little more in the future, but the Old Testament is comprised of, comprised of 39 books. New Testament is 27 books. Is that right? Yes. Um, so, um, some people like to start in the beginning. If you're a very studious person, um, that I shouldn't say it that way, but a lot of studious people that I know can sit down and start in Genesis and just read through the whole thing. And if that's you, I commend you. You are amazing. That is not who I am. <laughs> but, that's, and that's okay, right? Yeah. Um, Emily is currently in the Bible in a year. There are Bible in a year plans out there that you can follow and read it from front to back. It's, it's an amazing thing. Do it at least once in your lifetime. I promise you, even if you're like me and you don't like doing that kind of thing, just do it one time. I promise you won't regret it. Because you'll be in there and you'll be like, I forgot that was there, right? Um, But a lot of people that are just picking up the Bible for the first time, I tell them to start in the New Testament, what we call the Gospels. It's the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's essentially the life and ministry of Jesus. I would start there. If you're not a normal Bible reader and it's not something that you do all the time, again, no shame, but now's the time to start, right? I would start there in those four. 
when you're done with those four, come see me. I'll give you another reading list. It'll be like a book club. It'll be really yeah. fun. Hey, can we start a book club? Yeah. Let's do it. We're going to post on, on social <laughs> a book club, Bible book club, and we'll just be pushing, you know, different books every month. It'll be fun. Um, and then uh, Roger said he would give away $10,000 to somebody who completes all That's of it. That's what I heard. Uh, no, <laughs> Lord forgive me. I was just kidding. But um, we will, let's give away something. I don't know what we're going to give away, but we'll give away something when we finish the Bible reading yes. club. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, but you have to complete it. Um, so again, where do I start? Um, you can start in the beginning. I don't care if you pick, pick up a Bible and just flip it open and just start there. Um, but again, I would, I would challenge you, if you don't want to start in the beginning, I would start in the Gospels, look at Jesus's life, um, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Bible uh, book club, we're going to start in Matthew uh, for the month of August. We're right at the beginning, um, getting two things this month. I dropped sugar this month. Pray for me, y'all. Um, so no sugar for Justin. Um, and then we're going to be starting Bible, Bible book plan. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and so some resources. I think we've got a, a slide up here. You can take notes or uh, not take notes take on picture. this, whatever you want. Take a picture of this or we'll, we'll post this out on social um, and it'll be fun. Um, so a few different apps that are out there. Um, the first one is called Abide. Um, Abide is one of uh, a new one that I just found. Um, I love it so far. Um, but I wanted to put it out there because if you're anything like me and you like to read at night, um, but you can't read at night because you're sleepy, um, Abide is a good, now listen to me, it's a good addition to reading the Bible. It is not a replacement for, yeah. okay? It's a good addition to. So Abide, what it is, it puts on some cool background noises. Um, and then it will go through, you can choose different things. There's a paid version and a free version. Um, I'm buying shoes, so I got the free version. If you buy it, let me know how cool it is. But um, I, it, it will um, read some scriptures to you, those kind of things. Again, a good addition, but not a supplement for reading the Bible. So the Bible app is the one that's there in the end. Um, shout out to our friends at Life Church who developed that. Um, there are more Bible reading plans on that Bible app for anything. I mean, you could find the most like anxiety about starting school in August anything as a junior, and there's want. a Bible plan Listen, for it. There's a Bible plan for anything. So that is by Life.Church. It's the U version Bible app. Um, there are many Bible apps. I'm not against any of the others, but I know this one uh, very well. Um, version Bible app, there are Bible reading plans for anything, sports reading plans, school reading plans, anxiety, um, depression, there's joy, there's laughter, I mean, you, dating, you name it, there is a Bible reading plan for it, um, it's amazing. That's also where I have the Bible in a year, which is like yeah. Bible in a year and a half Correct. is what I'm, what uh, I'm actually doing, but yes. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the first five? Yeah, first um, five app is targeted for the ladies, um, but it is also really good and a good addition. Um, check it out. So again, yeah. it, these are things that, man, if you can't, so the first five is five minutes, right? I'm not a lady. It's, I'm not it's a lady. five. It's a five-minute Bible study. So it's a five-minute Bible study. But it's study. really good. Something to get you in the habit of yeah. getting in there. First five. How many of you guys in the first five minutes look at your phone when you wake up in the morning? Most of us, right? Not all of us, yeah. but most of us do. What if instead of Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, TikTok sucks me in, I can't help it. Um, but, <laughs> but what if instead of putting that, because I, I mean, that starts comparison right off. For me, it does, just yeah. being transparent. 
As soon as I look at Instagram, I look at all of the other youth pastors that had more students on Sunday night, <laughs> or I listen to this speaker and say, gosh, if I could just speak like him, I'm just being honest, right? And I know many of us do it. What if the first five was what God said about us and not us yeah. trying to compare ourselves to other people? Anyways. Right, yeah. Um, the Strong's Concordance. Strong's Concordance is one of my favorite ways that I study the Bible. So the uh, Strong's Concordance um, gives you reference to the original text in which it was written because newsflash, the Bible was not written in English, um, <laughs> Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. Um, and again, if, if try it out, maybe you'll hate it, maybe you'll love it, but I love the study of words. That's why Almond just like almost made me just take a lap or something, I don't know, uh, you know. <laughs> But, but I was so excited about that because, again, I'm, an, I'm a words person. Like, I, I just yeah. love the study of them. The Strong's Concordance, um, you can, if you're a book person and you like physical books, there are also physical books of this. There's a Strong's Concordance app that I use all the time in preparation, uh, personal preparation and in, in preaching preparation that I just go through. So if, if I say in the original text and I give you some, you know, like, bomb, just know I read it out of the Strong's Concordance. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, just so you know, going into this for the month, we're going to give you guys, like, resources and handouts of, like, different ways to study. Oh, like, sure. we're not just going to spit this at you and be like, have fun. Like, have fun. Gonna, Good luck. Especially next week, we'll have some stuff for you guys that just helps. Like, if you're a color-coded person and you want to highlight, like, we can just give you some really cool ideas. So just hang tight for that. The middle one is She Reads Truth, which, again, is another ladies' one. I guess just because I'm a lady, so that's just what I read. Um, but that is also really good, and they're short-ish, so pretty good. And I, uh, in my research today, aka Google, um, I found out she there was reads a... She truth? She, she, there is a, that's what I'm saying. I found out there is a he reads truth, but I wow. didn't put it on here because I don't, I don't know anything about it. Is it this? Oh, okay, it's okay. good. Okay, he reads Great. truth. There you go. He reads truth. Um, yep. You can download that. Uh, but again, I cannot vouch for that one, but I will download it and, and look at it. And then also just send us a DM. Yeah. Um, if you have a question or you need a resource or whatever, just send us a DM. Uh, we'll and don't be it. embarrassed. No. I ask Justin the craziest questions all the time. Like, I'm still trying to figure out dinosaurs. I ask him stuff <laughs> all the time about Dinosaurs the are in the Bible. They all are. the time. I'm not embarrassed about it. They're in the Bible. Leviathan and Bohemoth. Yeah. Read it. It's in there. Um, so anyways, let's, uh, so, so also on the bottom half of that page, I think it's blank if you didn't take notes on it. If you did, that's fine. Um, but we, like Emily mentioned earlier, we are going to be doing um, a Q&A at the end of the uh, fourth Sunday of the month, I think. Um, there are five Sundays this month. So the fourth Sunday, we're going to be doing um, that Q&A. So write your questions down. Don't be embarrassed about them. You don't have to put your name on it, whatever, but write it. Put it in that basket that Morgan has. She'll set it up here before we or leave. Or you can leave it on your seat. Leave it on your seat. Um, send us a DM. We're going to be putting stuff on social for you to send us questions. There's not a dumb question about the Bible, I promise you. And we want to answer those at the end of this month. So we're going to be encouraging you to do that all month long um, so that we can really hit those questions that you guys are asking for that. Hey, this is Justin, the pastor at OS. Thanks again for listening. If you made a decision to follow Christ today, we want to celebrate with you. Go ahead and text the word following to the number 97,000. Our heart is to get you connected to a local church in your area. So no matter where you're listening from, we're excited about the decision that you made today. And hey, if this message impacted you in any way, shoot us a DM on Instagram at Outreach Students. We wanna know how God is moving in your life.